Hello everybody, welcome to our RSA 2017 Day 3 Roving Report. I'm Paul Ducklin and I'm joining up, hooking up again with Bill Brenner, our man on the ground in San Francisco. Bill, let's start by me asking you a very slightly personal question. What did you do and where were you towards the beginning of yesterday evening? And what happened next? Well, I was on my way to the security bloggers meetup. And interestingly enough, down the street, there was a large crane hauling several tons of concrete that was in danger of toppling over. So I'm walking and I see all these helicopters aloft and I'm thinking, what's with that? And then I see them circling over this crane. And as it turns out, um, they evacuated a whole block and cordoned it off. And um, that uh, I think that set the tone for the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean that maybe later in the night someone dropped the concrete block on your head? That could be, yeah. But uh, presumably this didn't stop you getting into the Security Bloggers Awards, did it? I think you know where I'm going here. <laughs> it did not, and I, I know I know where you're going, my friend. <laughs> Do tell. All right. So, yes, we had the security bloggers meet up. Always a great time. I always tell people that if you're looking to run into folks, certain people during the conference, just go to that event, and you will run into everybody you were looking for in one fell swoop. So it's that kind of event. But... And this is the part that you've been waiting for me to speak about. Um, Naked Security got an award. We got the award for Best Educational Blog. That's excellent. I take that to mean that we're telling people what they need to know in a way that they like to hear and can do something with. Now, we've won a number of awards in the past, I'm happy to say. And I want to say this time what we always say when this happens it's really down to our readers, and of course, in the case of our podcasts, our listeners, we couldn't do it without you guys, and it's the suggestions and the comments and the sense of community that you guys create on nakedsecurity.sophos.com that makes us what we are. So if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, anything you want to say, anything you want to contribute, any ideas, please let us know. Very easy email address, tips at sophos.com. So uh, well done to everybody in the Naked Security team, which includes not just the core of the team, by the way, but loads and loads of people throughout Sophos who contribute ideas, who contribute writing, who contribute research, for example, the guys from Sophos Labs. I was very delighted to wake up this morning and see that email from you. I thought you would enjoy that. I did indeed. Bill, you had, a, you had a comment when we were chatting a little bit earlier before we started recording to say that actually tiredness or at least, you know, overload may be actually something that has come to RSA because it's got so big. Do you want to say a bit more about that? Yeah. So it is natural every year at RSA that once you get to about Wednesday, people do start to get a little tired because there's so much going on all around you. So that was definitely in play yesterday, but I had a lot of um, conversations with people about just how big RSA has become. Some of the things that I heard were, you know, maybe it's time for this conference to be split into a few different events that are 
divided up by theme. And I personally think there might be something to that. It might be time, because when it's so big and it's so loud, the ability to really get yourself educated while you're there starts to get a little bit hampered. Yes, I remember, you know, the last time I was at RSA was a few years ago now. And even then, there were something like 20 parallel tracks. So that looking at the looking at the talks that were on each day was like a giant spreadsheet that was super wide and super long because it started early and finished late. I guess, Bill, that's one reason why quite a few of us at Sophos are pretty keen on more boutique-type events as well, things like, for example, B-Sides. I know um, you're very keen on that, Chester as well, on the grounds that they can still be quite big, but generally it's it kind of feels more like you're there out of choice to cooperate than the sort of sense of competition for people to listen that you sort of get at some of the bigger events. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, you mentioned B-Sides, and one of the reasons B-Sides sprouted up was because RSA was getting so big, and now we're going back, I think, eight or nine years now. But then B-Sides started to get bigger and bigger, and what you see now are a lot of B-Sides chapters. So there's B-Sides London, B-Sides Boston, which I've been involved with in recent years, and B-Sides Seattle. Maybe that's a model for RSA in the future, to break off into these regional events. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, the scholar in me that is always looking to go out and learn and sop up knowledge feels like that would be a better way to, you know, consume content. Yes, I, personally, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I love events like RSA, where, as you say, you can kind of meet everybody that you need to and there's a great vibe and there's this huge trade show. So you think, oh, well, I wonder what I should look at today. You're bound to find something interesting. But I'm also a big fan of the events that have a single track of talks. So it's almost like there's, even though there are fewer talks, there's more to talk about. And uh, you get an awful lot out of uh, what academic conferences like to call the corridor track. You know, what happens in the tea breaks and at the lunch breaks and so on. Definitely. And for me, in recent years, that's been the most important part of going to events like this. It's the one-on-one -on -one conversations you're having with uh, industry peers out in the corridors and in the coffee shops. So, Bill, we won't be able to do one of these podcasts tomorrow about what happened during today, Thursday, um, because you'll be setting off back to Boston this evening. So, to finish up, what's the single issue that's come up that you've heard about that makes you feel most positive about maybe doing computer security better in 2017? Well, I think that the biggest thing is that now the subject of internet security and the industry and the profession, all the way down to how people view the profession of hacking, you know, it's all gone mainstream. I feel like it is a subject that's really being taken seriously. The big challenge is a lot of companies haven't figured out how to do security right, but it's gone from being an afterthought or something that you're only doing because some compliance 
regime says you have to to something that has become really part of the backbone of how companies operate. I'm looking forward to seeing in the in the coming years how how we do and what kind of things we come up with to really get better at what we do. Indeed, I, I'm really looking forward to the day when computer security is seen as something that a business does because it greatly adds value to the business rather than simply being some operating cost that has to be minimized as far as possible. Okay, Bill, thanks for your time. Now, I know I I better let you go because I know you have a security bloggers recovery breakfast that you might miss if I don't let you go now. So thanks for your time and thanks to everyone who's tuned in. There are plenty more podcasts along these lines at soundcloud.com slash Security. Your security news fix, you can get that at nakedsecurity.sophos.com. And until next time, stay secure.